0: And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jase. Hey, guys. Welcome back for another fun-filled podcast. We've had a a couple of months of busy lives that have delayed us getting a new one up, but that's all right. A bit of Uh, sickness here and there. Oh,
1: (laughs) so much sickness. All right, What a run that has been for all three of us. What a Jace, a world it's we live still in! still going over there in, in Jace's household, unfortunately.
2: Never ends, yeah.
1: Never ends. Never
2: ends. But no, we're getting
1: there. We're getting there. We're back. It's we good are to be indeed. back. Good to see you
0: guys. Nice really good to be back. There's so much gaming to, to be had. And of course, when we talk about gaming, we're also going to talk about all the other fun things. Like there's been quite a few cool movies lately, and hmm. some that some, some of us here are going to complain about. I'm going to win right back. Um, <laughs> And, of course, um, whatever else sort of pops up at that time. This is going to be a really casual uh, podcast. So if you're coming for the smooth vibes and the and the smooth jazz, this is going to be the one.
2: The smooth jazz. Easy I have listening. no smooth jazz. Yeah,
0: easy <laughs> listening. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know what I was really excited about? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, finally hitting, not only hitting everything all at once on digital, and I think it comes out later this month on, and uh, this month being July 2022. It comes out later this month physically, but it hit digital last month and it hit Game Pass straight away. And you know what? What I've said this before, and I said this about Streets of Age 4. And funnily enough, half the development team that did that worked on this. This is another love letter to the 90s beat 'em up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And six and players. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And played it with the kids and the kids' friends. Um, and what an accessible game, but it, like you said, Jono, for me, as, as a child of the 80s, um, you know, that is an absolute love letter to, you know, well, Ninja Turtles is 90s, right? Yeah. Whatever it was, but that was an absolute love letter to that style of game. And, mm. and it, it plays so well and it just the, the sprites, it's all beautiful. Love it.
0: I also love that it it took what was originally a, a beat-em-up designed for an arcade and... Just took those things that normally would have applied to, you know, trying to get you to lose so that you have to put mm. more money into the thing and, and just tweaked it enough that you got some fun reasons for replaying the levels. So there's like a, um, a class, not a class system, an XP system to upgrade your character and get you know, a bit more life and make it a bit easier. To be honest, didn't need it. And um, unlockable characters, apparently some DLC that's due in the future that they haven't really officially announced, but it's uh, in the works with some extra characters and um, yeah, just, just fun. So yeah. much fun. Lots of collectibles. Lots of good fun. You play, Ex- Chase?
2: I have. Yeah. And I think accessible is absolutely the right word. Like there are more and more games now that are becoming more accessible and not just through crossplay. But my experience with it was uh, it released day one game pass. Um, and then I was at work when it happened. I had my tablet sitting there. Um, and I was talking to my boss, Roy, and I was, and he's like, what do you think of this turtles game? I'm like, haven't played it. Let's load it up. Um, and there you go. Boom. Connected to the cloud. Um, he was on his laptop. I was on a tablet. Um, we connected these little eight bit do controllers. I don't know if you, you guys have ever seen eight bit do and Now they're really cool. Um, and boom, we were in and that was it. And, you know, we're playing on the cloud, um, for a game that's just released, no downloads necessary. And then it, it connected perfectly fine. Um, and, for a game that probably doesn't need to be exactly frame perfect, but um, still requires like uh, you know a level of responsiveness, um, you know it, it worked really really well. Um, it wasn't glitchy. It it looked it looks really pretty. Um, yeah, it's cool, man. And and you know and then I go home and I can jump on the Xbox and my save carries across and uh, and that's it. It just works. <laughs> it's it's yeah, yeah it's a very very cool time to be be a gamer.
1: It's, yeah, you finished it, Jono, right. I finished it with Leonardo. And how long um, did it take, like, to get through it once? Because we, we've only played maybe about five or six stages. Okay. Um, there's um, – it's, like, 14 or 15 stages nice. right off the top of my head. Yep.
0: And, um, yeah, like, none of them are particularly hard. You can you can definitely see that you go back to finish challenges on those levels. So some levels require you not taking a hit. And I haven't done that. Yeah. Well, actually, when you start to look at it, you start to realize if you use – because there's a lot of combos. It's got yep. – it's got a combo system that wouldn't have existed in a beat em up like that back in the past, and so for the casual player, you probably never notice that you, you can pull off other moves by, you know, timing or holding down a button for longer, and so on and so forth. But yeah. if you wanted to complete those challenges, you could totally do it. I okay. think, um, like even looking at uh, characters like Shredder towards the end, when you fight him at the end of the game, uh, there wasn't anything in there that I looked at that if I'd really, you know, sort of decided to to do it i could have uh beaten him without being hit but i just wasn't in the mood to you know play a patient i just wanted to mash buttons and kill him (laughs) nice
1: yeah that's good yeah i like how as well with the stages that the backgrounds don't just repeat and repeat and repeat like a lot of beta pubs did in a day and it it kind of the length of the stages it seems spot on yeah as well like we just do a stage and stop you know
0: so it's cool Also, for any Turtles fans out there, there are so many. Um, I have to read about a few of these, but there are so many homages to the the games of the past, but also the cartoon. So they they redid the whole intro sequence with a whole Which new cool. animated opening. They got um, Mike Patton from Faith No More to redo the song, um, like, and then some of the villains that you fight. Uh, villains that appeared in like one or two episodes of the cartoon. So, uh, yeah, they've they've gone all out to make sure this is something that you know, if you were a full-on Turtles fan back in the day, um, yeah, you're getting your money's worth.
2: I was in Big W today and I noticed that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures are back and they look very similar to the ones from the 90s.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of retro figures that have been released in the last couple of years. So um, And released so they look like the original release. Yeah. Like even... even- Ghostbusters, packaging. yeah, and
1: yeah, the they they packaging, got the blimp as well.
0: Yeah, um, what Zing's got it. So yeah. I wanted that blimp when I was a kid. Yeah, I always thought it was actually I wasn't a kid. I was that's why I didn't, <laughs> didn't have it. I was I was at that awkward phase where it's like you know you're probably too old to buy toys. And says the man who looks around his room and sees um, a lot more toys than I ever owned as a child. So yeah, oh Joe. Oh,
1: speaking of toys, this morning or that last night, sorry. I was on YouTube. Lego's YouTube channel have the Bowser, the I think they call like King Bowser or something Bowser um, figure, like statue, like Lego set that yeah. is like almost to, like it's to um, Mario sixty four scale to the Mario um, electronic oh, figure. Right. So it's really large. It's got like puppetry elements to it. It's like a four hundred dollar thing. So it's you, you can imagine the size of that would it is. But it's got the play the the kind of play features with the Mario sets of the electronic stuff as well, but just the puppet side of it. I'm like, that is so cool. So that's um, really something, cool. something to look at after the podcast.
0: Actually quick aside, then if we're, if we're going to talk about Lego, cause you brought it up, um, <laughs> it is Lego's 90th anniversary this year and they've gone all out. So if yes. you ever wanted to get like a modern recreation of a set that you grew up with in the eighties or the nineties, there are a couple that are being released, and some really amazing ones. I'm not going to say any, any more, just in case you're not Lego fans out there. But if you are, take a look at uh, Lego's 90 years anniversary and take a look at their website. And, it's and, like and just be really prepared cool to be prepared drop to sell, a lot of money. Yeah, sell a kidney to pay for them. Going, I'll, I'll buy. The, I'll buy that kidney off you, Joe.
2: <laughs> going through my old Lego bucket, I found some figures that um, were like very similar to um, like the stuff that's coming out now, like the Wizard you know, the wizard with the blue oh, hat. Yeah. And I had a lot of soldiers. They look like they had little, like, I don't know what the thing is called, where the, you know, they've got the little, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a shoulder, the shoulder
0: thing. The shoulder boards with the, the, sh-
2: the fuzzy yeah, stuff yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah, and I had so a couple the of them that had the top. I think, I guess they were. They must have been. a part the, of the pirates
0: range. Yeah, that yeah right. The, yeah.
2: Yeah, Monkeys. and, you know, the monkey and all that sort of stuff that seems to. Oh, love my um, monkey. That, that yeah, I have a few out. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But yeah, no. I must have at some point had some sort of medieval set when I was a kid because the the blue the blue hat wizard is in there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, I, yeah. I
0: just from what you said, I can picture it all as the mid, uh, the early nineties. Yeah, most of those sets, which nice, tracks yes. quite well. Um, you guys been playing anything else?
1: Playing like video game, playing not just Lego playing. <laughs> we've been, <laughs> hey, we've been doing a bit of Lego building in the household. Whatever you're playing, you you let me know. <laughs> Yeah, look, I've been dabbling with that new PlayStation um, subscription service that they brought out. Yeah. So um, they've got, like, it's funny, like, they've got the three levels. And um, when it came out, they said, like, on my PlayStation login, they, you know, the screen comes up with the um, deluxe, extra and essential. And it tells me how much I need to pay for the next lot of my subscription. So I pay in yearly increments. And mm-hmm. it was like a hundred and something days and it was only like $20 to get the extra, or I think it's $30 to get the deluxe. So the deluxe has the classic games in there as well. And I'm yep. looking through the deluxe catalog and I'm like, I really, maybe like some of the, I, I never played like Star Wars um, Bounty Hunter, um, the one with Django. Oh, yeah. Fett. I'm like, oh, I might yep. play that. Not either but right. I, then I looked at it and I'm like, I could buy that for like $5. And I don't really think I'll play that at the moment anyway. So I just went to the extra level, which has a whole bunch of PS5 games. Um, and I started playing Returnal, which um, is <laughs> very much like a a, common, a cross between, I would say, um, near Automata in terms of like the balls just flying at you from everywhere. Um, and in the, you know the, the roguelike like John, what do they call it?
2: Bullet, bullet hell, I think bullet they hell. call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bullet
1: hell roguelike like um, game, and I was really loving it. And the atmosphere is really cool. It's got like this, you know, it's it's set in another planet that you you don't know really know what's going on. The the loop mechanic is really interesting. It's got a um a story element to it, and I got they 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 call it I think biomes. Um, so the first biome is. I don't know, dark alien planet. We'll call it. Um, yeah. And then, so I, I finished that one. Got to the second biome, which is different. I won't say anything about it because it's it's a fun kind of reveal. But um, I, like I said, I was really loving the gameplay. But what the game does is, um, and I would love to hear what you guys think about this in other games. But the whole random um, loot that you come across. So it's all like, so you get, you can unlock. Um, the ability to get different weapons and unlock the ability to get different, like, parasites and things that they latch onto you. And they have um, benefits and they have detriments as well. Um, So it's a risk-reward. You don't know what you're going to get. But with the guns, like, when you come across them, like, you can come across one that might be, you know, the same level as yours, but it has a little bit more, um, like, it it has tracking on the bullets or something. But then you can come across another one that gives you, like, four levels up, and it's got like spread and it's got quick um, secondary fire and it just changes the game so dramatically. So the more I played it, the more frustrated I came with the game because I wanted to get like my machine gun weapon, not the shotgun, which I had to get really close. And when you get really close, it's hard to dodge the things and I'm not really, you know, amazing at this game. Um, yeah. but I don't know, like, what? If, I, I feel like this this is an amazing game And, Jace, you just mentioned before, like, you know, um, accessibility with Ninja Turtles. I wish I could play this game differently um, and I would enjoy it more where I could, if not choose um, everything, at least choose my starting weapon or something like that or or have a choice of different weapons. But it's it's an amazing game, but it it will require so much time for me to get far with it because I'll just have to hope for the right weapon. Um, I don't know. That, that's that's that's. What do you guys think about that sort of thing in games?
2: Just just in terms of like the rogue lights, sort yeah, of stuff, and or? the
1: random kind of, like you know when you play um oh, what was that shoot that the, the one with all the crazy guns Enter the Gungeon. Um,
2: Enter the Gungeon, yeah
1: and and you get like and the guns are fun so you get like a different gun and you're like oh this is cool like I, I'm happy to at least give this a try because it's mm. so weird. In this, it's like. Mm, I don't have a good gun now. I'm not going to get as far until I get something that's good. I don't know. I'm just, I'm down in it in that way because otherwise it's an amazing game. What were you going to say, General?
0: Uh Good question, Nadia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm into them, um, but I'm into them because it's usually, you know, it, it might be just a quick run, right? Um, and, and that's usually yeah. how it works. There's, there's a, a game called Rogue Legacy that, that came out with a sequel recently. Um, And it's the same sort of thing. So Rogue Legacy, the way that it works is that you start with your guy, he dies, and then it's your ancestor that takes over and your ancestor will have all sorts of wacky issues. So um, one of them might be that um, they have like vertigo effectively and it it makes the levels all appear upside down. Somebody else has like a condition where they only see things in black and white or (laughs) some things that are in color um and like the sort of so, weapon so you're jumping you off a
0: cliff when you get something that's really detrimental
2: basically Ho- yeah hoping it doesn't
0: um, pass down to your ancestor
2: effect effectively yeah but I, I i mean like it's the same with i i got into biting of isaac in a really big way and and there's just yeah. it's it's sometimes very clear that your run isn't going to go well yeah. um but yeah. because it's so easy to restart a spelunky is another a, a sort mm. of kind of version of that um uh, although that operates a little bit differently um I like them because they're like sort of, you know, quick bite-sized sort of games that you can play, but if you get if 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 the stars align, uh, yeah, then, you know, it all it all works out and it gives you that rush because you're like this is it, but then you yeah. also feel like there's more on the line, right? It's like yeah. I can't stuff this up. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I um I've always had I've, I guess I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with with roguelike games, but yeah. I um more often than not I'm drawn to them.
0: I think Yeah, the- I, the- I- Oh, sorry, sorry, Joe. I was going to say, I'm very similar in that respect because I think a game like FTL is an absolute favourite. Yeah. Oh, um, so their, their follow-up Into the Breach is so hard. Yes. So hard. Can um, it's I say about something? The
2: updates. It is, and also, crazily enough, I didn't know this was a thing, but Netflix have a gaming thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. And,
2: and you can go on your phone. I like on. And it applies to iOS, Android, but I can go into the game section and Into the Breach is coming out in six days on yeah on phones, which is a perfect place to play it as far as I'm concerned. Um, FTL was
0: perfect for that as well. Like I I love it on PC, but it's just as much fun. Never Um, came to
2: Android. That's the thing that really gets me about FTL. I've been been craving to play FTL. There's nothing else that's really quite like it. There are kind of some clones, but um, I love that game so much. I wish I could play it on the go.
0: No, it's brilliant on an iPad. It's Mm. fantastic. Um, Yeah. So that, and also, um, oh, There's one on Xbox that came to Game Pass and I ended up buying it when it left because I really enjoyed it. But sometimes I love it and sometimes it frustrates the hell on the Everspace.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, Apparently it's sequels losing the roguelike element, but the, the roguelike element in it was you're actually a clone of your character, but you have no memory of who you are. And you're trying to find out what happened to your original Cause every time you die, a clone of you is back out there slowly being drip fed information. It's right. um, for, a, cool. for a starship shooter. Yeah. It's an interesting mechanic. And you know, each time you play through, you can either piss off, um, you know, there's a neutral group that are sort of like a big um, buy and save from um, Wally um, that are flying <laughs> around, you know, mining everything. And if you leave them alone, they're sometimes got uh, space stations you can dock at, but um, if you piss them off because you want to steal some of their stuff, then you spend the rest of the run avoiding them. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, to make it shorter, I enjoy a roguelike, but I go through periods where I just can't play them and other times where I absolutely
1: yeah. love them. Yeah. I think for me, I was going to say before, I think the, the biggest problem I had is I really, because I got into this game so much and I was binging it. Um, and there's good quality of life things, improvements in the game. So you can actually save midpoint. And goodness me, the PlayStation, I know it doesn't have quick resume, but it loads games like so quickly. If it didn't have the press start to play screen on some of the games, that it would literally just load right into it. Um, yes. But yeah, I got, I, I really was binging it. And I, I found that it wasn't like, I wasn't finding it was bite-sized, like you were saying, Jace. Like I was spending quite a bit of time on a run trying to build my character up. And wow. yeah, I think that was the frustrating thing, but yeah, cool game. Um, and yeah, I've dabbled with a bunch of others on there. I'm playing um, the Ghost of Tsushima, um, Iki Island DLC, um, which is up you know upres PlayStation Five version. The controller with the way that when you sheath the sword, um, the rumble in it, the little sounds coming out of it, it really does add to the immersion. Um, it sounds so silly and gimmicky, but um, I wish I I had like it. It's making the game, and you know I've spoken before was my favourite game of that year. Um, just playing it again, it's 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 giving me good vibes. So, like I'm really loving it, and it looks incredible. Even though it's you know a, a pretty old game now, um, my son's just played through Spider-Man one again, and Miles Morales um, the mm. DLC played that twice in a row. That's his favorite character. Not very long, but geez, that looks incredible as well. That's a, a, on the PlayStation Five, and um, yeah, this, I'm, I'm going to give um, Demon Souls a go, a go. I don't know how far oh, I'll I'll I go in that one. The, um, just well having enjoyed um, Elden Ring recently I, I wanted yeah. to just, you know, give, give something else a bit of a, a bit of a go there but I know it's, it's quite different but similar in other ways but there's a bunch of good games on there um, Ubisoft Plus is on there as well so you get access to a, oh. a lot of the old Ubisoft games the latest Assassin's Creed I think it's the latest one um, is on there as well um, Guardians of the Galaxy um, and again some of these are on Game Pass Death Stranding and it's weird they've got two versions of Death Stranding on there They've Got the lower one and then the director's cut. I, I um, you know, I, I I guess you'd play the director's one, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Crash 4, I think just got released on there, which is an awesome game. And uh, you know, so a bunch of um, bunch of indie games that I was like, this just goes to show how many games are coming out now. Like, once upon a time, and John, I, we were talking about this uh, the other day. Once upon a time, I, I, I knew like every game that came out, yeah. now there was like so many games on this, like all these like indie games and some didn't even look that indie. And I'm just like, there are there are just so many things I've never heard of yeah. um, and that look cool. So I'll, I'll you know, eventually get, get through them but um, we'll get to them at least. But I think it's, you know, the way that they've done the upping your money, you know, for the rest of the year and make it really easy and it's very transparent. Um, mm. Which is cool. I wrote on the calendar when my PlayStation Plus subscription finishes, just a week before, so I know whether I'm still enjoying it or not. I might go down back to the, just the essential level, but I think it's really cool of Sony to you know do it that way. And if you like the old games, I think the, the deluxe version it's only like ten dollars more, or was for me anyway. Maybe twenty dollars more for more people for the rest of the year, but you know it's pretty good value. Um, but something you know, not not, a, not as not as I'm going to keep Game Pass forever. That's going to just be my standard going forward. But um, yeah. not something that I don't think I'll always keep. But I'm glad I've given it a go.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: But that that's mainly where my kind of gaming's been lately. But um, yeah, that's it.
0: Have you played anything much, Chase?
1: I haven't had a lot of time to be
2: honest with you. Um, I I'm purposefully sticking, and I've I think I've been saying this for a while now, but I'm purposely just sticking to one ecosystem now. Um, while I mm. you know I have a Switch, and and it was really really good for um. Uh, I'll call it Wii Sports. It's not Wii Sports. It's Switch Sports, but whatever. It's Wii Sports. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. Uh, you know that that that's there, and um. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, my mum absolutely loves it, and she she'll turn that on and and play bowling until until <laughs> the end of time. Um. But the it's, it's a nice is fantastic. Thing. Yeah. It, it's it is it's amazing, and and it's really really cool. Like my mum will sort of bowl, and Jay gets excited. Just you know, my mum's sort of you know doing fun moves and. She knows yeah. when a strike happens and Jade claps for her and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> so it's a really nice little sort of family thing. And then the Switch is, is great for that. I just don't find myself carrying it on me and and, and playing it on a commute. Um, interestingly enough, I have, when I say I'm sticking in the same ecosystem, I'm not really buying games either. I'm just going, oh, there's something new on Game Pass
0: mm-hmm. and I'm
2: actually going to just try and play this game that I otherwise would have ignored. And I give myself a rule. I, because with Game Pass, as you all know, you can. You don't even have to install stuff anymore. You can just quickly have a look at oh, the cloud exactly. and see. And you might not give it a chance. You might just be like, "And eh, not for me. I don't want to play yeah. a house flipping simulator or something." Which <laughs> ended up being an awesome game. And yeah, really, I don't, know. Uh, um, really? <laughs> it's 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 genuinely quite fun. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I'm trying to give things more of a chance chance when I play them. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, look for me. I, I mentioned this a couple of times in our individual chat, but I managed to get Jen into Grounded. Um, I finally overcame my fear Mm. of of life, realistic spiders. Um, There's a, there's a spider in the game called the brood mother, which is um, it's a secret. uh, And um, it is, it's based off a real life spider. um, And it's very, very creepy. Oh. Um, and it's the hardest boss in the game, and you know, and and Jen and I finally killed this thing, and and oh nice. So yeah, go ahead, Joe.
1: You you didn't play it with the safe spider mode with the arachnophobic. Turned... <laughs>
2: so the problem is this:
1: um, when you're being
2: chased around by uh, a a, a bubble slash pebble creature um, that makes <laughs> makes makes cat noises, um, suddenly you don't feel uh, you're not you're not really aware of it. You yeah. don't feel that there's a threat, mm. and then all of a sudden you you get bit and you're done. But you're not. It doesn't look like you're being bit. Um, you become a lot more uh, wary um, and, and play play a, a more guarded game when you see a wolf spider coming at you. Yeah. Um, and they just they take up so much of the screen. And and when you turn that slider down, um, a you can't really hear them because they don't sound menacing. Um, it changes everything. It changes the way they sound. It changes the way they look. Yeah. Um, so I just rolled with it. Um, it sucks, but you know what? I I now wear full fledged spider armor and I go out and I I slay the thing that I'm afraid of. Um, and nice. Good on you, man. I tell you what, though, the way they move in that game is is terrifying. Um, and it, it's funny. I was at, I was dropping Jade off the daycare the other day, and a spider crawled along the floor. And normally it'd be me jumping up one of those chairs, but I just stomped on it, and that was the end of it. So I think oh, uh, nice. I think potentially, I'm um, hey, hey. thanks, thanks to the power of video games, I'm slowly overcoming my fear. We're going to watch
1: arachnophobia.
2: Nah, would no, be we're a not. good joke. <laughs> um, but I will say something. Um, they 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 haven't fully released. the the entire game yet it's been coming out in little chunks it's made by obsidian and they've got they've got their fingers in many many pies obsidian do and they're they're effectively a microsoft company now Um, but the game Mm. is it it must take place in the 80s there isn't there isn't initially a lot of story it's you know kind of honey i shrunk the kids um, but there's a lot of little cool things like there's like these cool action figures that are around on the floor. There's one of them that looks like Stretch Armstrong. It's clearly uh, Stretch Armstrong, but redone. And the battle toads are in it. Um, that's, that's good. Uh, just as like, uh, toys, figurines. And you, you like, there's just life-size, um, like toy packets. Then you can look on the back of them and it's got a barcode and it, you know, it's all mm-hmm. fictional and there's like, um, you know, lunch boxes around. It really, it really feels like sort of, um, early nineties, uh, I guess and, and the eighties as well. Um, it's It's got that vibe. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I've been playing that. And Jono mentioned this a long time ago, but um, uh, Saints Row the Third Remastered. Mm. Um, I, I picked that up for like five bucks um, mm. because I, again, I'm enjoying the, the co-op sort of stuff. And I was trying to see if I could get Jen into it. And um, I mean, visually, it's a really cool upgrade. And, and I just forgot how much fun that game actually was. You just put yes. on casual difficulty and you're riding around on a broomstick and you've got the VTOL. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's such a silly game. so it's oh. good fun,
1: yeah. The, the new one's yeah. coming out soon as well.
2: That's part of the plan, I think, Joe. I yeah. think I'm, you know, if she's into that, um, she, Jen, when I say if she, Jen is, is very into it and she quite, she quite likes the humour. And mm. she said, this is the most bonkers game I've, I've played. I'm like, well, if you think this is crazy, you should play four um because four and i'd like try to explain it to am like four you start out riding on a rocket and then you fall off the rocket you land in the chair and you're the president of the united yeah. states yeah. And, then al- and then aliens invade and you end up in the 1950s and she's just like i think the one we're playing now is probably about as <laughs> as far as i'm willing to go for the, for the wacky bonkers level um yeah. but um yeah i mean they don't you know it's it's the saints row series as i've as i've said before is a little bit like the fast and furious series it started out fairly serious and you know mm-hmm. stealing vcrs and and then you know all of a sudden you're in space so they found um, their niche they did and it's you need that you right it's it's yep. always been the gta clone um i think gta is overall just a better game um yeah, uh, but it, you know if you want to fly around like a superhero and punch somebody and they go flying all the way in the air i mean that's what you need you need a bit of saints row um yeah. so I i'm looking forward to the new one, one i think
1: yeah that one's a lot of fun yeah that one's my favorite yeah it was funny Jace. you said before we were talking about um grounded how like the it broke the immersion with the kind of graphical changes and it made me remember i played um not all the way through but maybe maybe six or so stages of ninja Guide and sigma is that the yes the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i've downloaded and, all
0: those i haven't played yet
1: it's so funny right like it is i'm i'm i'm, I'm I'm sure I'm playing on the easiest difficulty. So there's, when you say it's rough, I'm not finding it rough. But the graphics aren't great, of course. It's an original Xbox game or, mm. uh, you know, whatever. It, 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 is, is it a 360 one, the Sigma one, or is it actually original? I don't know. Um, Whatever it is, the graphics aren't great, but it just makes The first you... one in the series is original Xbox. Okay. But yeah. goodness me, it doesn't matter. Like, this game plays so incredibly ah. well. And, mm. like... It's, it's funny, like that whole, you know, Gameplay is King thing that people say, like it's so true with this game. It is, it, it the gameplay is incredible. It is mm. definitely one of the best action games going around. And, you know, I played DMC, um the, the latest one, how yep. many years ago? Was that maybe four years ago now? Yeah. And that was phenomenal. Uh, but you can really see that, you know, all these games come from here, like, um, you know, Bayonetta and, and all that. So it's, yeah, really cool. Worth, worth picking up
0: and having... Like, it's on Game Pass, so can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I totally agree.
1: Every time I see something I want to
0: play, I download it, but I sit there and realise I haven't touched anything. In fact, as we've been talking, I was looking through what I played on my Xbox recently and completely forgot that I started the game Corvus and yep. got, you know, a couple of levels in or level in and haven't touched it since. Oh, um, I have
1: got so many like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but... One thing I, and this might be a nice segue to something else in just a second as well. One thing I did play recently and had a bit of fun with, and this seems to be the way I play this game. So it's Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'll I'll jump in every so often. I'll play once in a while and then I won't touch it again for months. But the two reasons I jumped in. The first one was they released the Pelican from Halo into it, which was cool. And I might've mentioned this in the last podcast. I can't remember. Um, but I also downloaded some packs that made Sydney look really cool. So I'm flying around Sydney, the Pelican. It did take me about 20 minutes to realize how to get forward going flight in the Pelican because I was just going up and you had to switch back to like in cockpit view and there was a button that switched from hover to flight. I felt like a bit of Like a, a that.
2: Harrier or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah really. Um, but the other one was uh Top Gun Maverick because nice. you had all the missions, including trying to land on an aircraft carrier. <clears throat> Let's just say my airplane hit the side, the back, the the water in front of the aircraft carrier more times than I can account, but I've eventually got a few stuck a couple of landings. But on that note, the movie I've yet to see, um, but I know one of us here has seen it. Uh, I cannot wait to see Top Gun Maverick. I mean, I know it's it's Tom Cruise, and you know, the guy is both equal levels insane and brilliant.
1: Oh, absolutely. And um, this is this is Tom Cruise at his most brilliant, crazy best, honestly. It is it, yeah. it is. It is probably the most impressive movie I've. You know, remember when Avatar came out and that 3D and everything was just like, wow, this is like the pinnacle of visual effects and whatever. Yeah, this is like the pinnacle of stunts. This is unbelievable. I, so I was sick, as as I have been, as we spoke at the beginning of the show, um, and I was you know off work, and I watched Top Gun one of the one of the days where I was just like on the couch, couldn't move. The original. And um, I'm like, like, this is actually, this is a, a good movie, very much a movie of its time, um, very much, uh, in, in a lot of ways, a propaganda piece for the for the Air Force as well. Totally. Um, for the Navy. For the Navy, sorry, yes. And, the US um, Navy. US Navy. And I was really keen to watch Top Gun. I, I I love Tom Cruise when he does all these, you know, crazy stunts and everything. And we went to gold class. We had our... our um, discover vouchers so josh I went with my mate josh and i and so gold class is awesome i haven't been there for a long time but um i have not been yeah like i said i was just sitting there with my mouth open going this cannot be real like i know they're not flying these you know whatever types of jets they are you know what they are john i'm like not-
0: the f18 um hornets or super hornets in this case because it'd be the f18
1: e or f
0: um it's a two-seater variant so that's why you've got the um the actors in the back and the real pilot in the front. But there's a funny story that I heard about it. Um, Miles Teller, who plays yep. Bruce's son, sorry for the spoiler for everyone anyone hasn't seen it, but seriously, a trailer gives that away. Um, he was relating how all the actors that were in the back seat had to press this combination of buttons to get their camera to activate. Because, mm. you know, you, you can't have a cameraman in the plane with them. So they had to turn on their cameras and then they just film the entire sequence and they'd act their way through it. And... Um, he was the only one who accidentally learnt the button combination to erase all the footage taken during that day by mistake. And apparently from that little lesson, not only did he never do it again, but neither did anybody
1: else on sets. So. Oh, man. But, but honestly, like, this is a movie, would it would be good to go and see on a big screen, honestly. It is so impressive. Mm. Um, and, I think the sound,
2: the sound must also be pretty impressive, right? And that's one of the things that you get in yeah. that cinema experience. It's not just a big screen, it's, you know the atmos and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah, and just,
1: like, so intense. And the way that they used, I was reading about it after as well. And, you know, they were even saying that in some of the shots, I I didn't notice this, but there were some shots in the movie where you can actually see the reflection of the camera. And they wanted to leave it in because they were like, no one's going to believe this is real otherwise. And, like, there was one major action scene with Tom Cruise and the plane was moving so fast and it was low and it was just, like for real, is this, like, I know he's not flying it again, but although, whatever, later on in the movie, but for, I'm like, for real, is that actually happening? Like, what is the what is the insurance on this movie? And it's it's insane. And, like, you see Tom Cruise's face just like, you know, you see his age in it, and good on him for doing it, because he, the G's are there, like, on the screen. There's no hiding it. Um, mm. And, yeah, it just, it was, and it was a good movie, too. Like, it was, I, I, I it wasn't like the most surprising movie. I got it got to a point where I'm like, yep, I think everyone's figured this part out up until here. And then there was some surprises afterwards, which is cool. But um, yeah, just like I said, just such a impressive thing that they have made. Yeah. Yeah. Only Tom Cruise, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: 60 now, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: 60 yeah. 60 yeah as of uh, July oh, yeah. July 3rd 60. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This, is, this, is wow. billion, this movie made a billion dollars and it oh. didn't play in China um so that just goes to show that so yeah, everything yeah and it's not and it's not marvel yeah and it's not marvel wow. <laughs> and yeah. is that is that a segue to the next one Jono?
0: yeah why not um so we saw Thor did you want to
2: say something Jace? Well, we haven't talked about Multiverse and Madness. It's actually oh. been that long. Oh, we we have skipped that. that was the plan. It was The plan was to talk about that once we all saw it and then, you know, sickness and life and all that sort of stuff, everything in between. Let's, let's um, do that because as we much as was about fun, that?
0: it was yeah. I will, a I very quick hear, combo.
2: So I, I am going to go and see Thor. I have my yeah, I class it. tickets booked for two weeks from now or something. But um, I, uh, like, I obviously don't know what happens in it. I still want to hear you guys. As best as you can, talk about what no you liked and didn't like. Yep. Um, but for multiverse of madness, I mean that's that's actually out. You can you can watch that on you know yeah, Disney, Disney Plus or whatever now. So I, I feel like you know spoilers are there. Spoilers, we'll, we'll we'll do that. Um, I'm just curious, what did you guys think of it?
0: Absolutely, bloody loved it. It was so good. It took me ages to figure out who the husband was when I realised he was short round from Indiana Jones. I was like,
2: what? You're you're talking about everything everywhere all at once, not multiverse madness.
0: Oh, sorry. Very confused. Wow. See, so many multiverse
2: movies.
1: But understandable confusion, Jono. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've
0: got to talk
2: about about both of those. You know what? We're already into it. Let's first, before we get into multiverse and madness, (laughs) let's talk about everything everywhere all at once. And yes, short round hasn't acted in like 40 years.
0: No. It was fantastic. It was so good. That movie was just so cleverly constructed. Um, yeah, just for a multiverse movie, I did not expect it to outdo what I loved in Doctor Strange and it outdid it in every sense. Like yeah. um, nothing against Doctor Strange, brilliant movie and I'll talk about it in a second, but uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was just such a, a clever premise um, with an ensemble cast that I did not expect. And just a lot of fun. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah.
1: And you said constructed, like a well-constructed, like it's a well-constructed movie, very smartly constructed. I've I've watched some like things on YouTube about it afterwards, about the making and whatnot. And it was like- A lot of of practical effects. Yeah. And five guys did all the visual effects. And and they showed how they cut corners and things. And it's like- it was perfect for it. Like it was mm. it was better. And, you know, I don't want to mean jumping between movies, but I'll tell you now, the Doctor Strange movie, that opening scene was, I, I was like, this is, just make make a cartoon. If you're going to do this, just make a bloody cartoon. This is ridiculous. It, it just looked so silly and fake. But in this, that, that jump technique that they did and the action scenes and all the practical kind of costumes and the silly fingers and stuff, it was perfect it was oh, it, the, the hot I, dog fingers for a, <laughs> the, hot, the,
2: hot, the hot dog universe i think i think that's the thing right like this i've been saying it for a while but i feel like the multiverse is is the new sort of the new hotness there was yeah, you know, yeah, totally. zomb, zombie flicks were around for a good while mm. there and then you know now it all sort of seems to be about either like cosmic horror or um or, or multiverse sort of stuff and i think that'll stick around for a little while but mm. those like a lot of the effects are incredible and the thing yeah. is there are a lot of jumps, right? Obviously you're jumping between different time periods. I, there was almost zero exposition in the film, or at least if there was exposition in the film, it wasn't overly in your face. It was just like, I understand what's going on. I understand Mm -hmm. why this person's acting this way. I understand why this, this guy decided to jump up in the air and land on this incredibly uncomfortable it doesn't matter anyway. um I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, like, I said. I said to Jen. I'm sorry. I'm being vague here for people, but this is not a. This is not PG. This is not even. This might be an X-rated territory. So I'm not going to get into it too much. But I was just like. I'm like. I'm telling you right now. This. This is going to happen. And she's like, No, they're not going to do that. I'm like, It's, it's going to happen.
1: And they um, it. But
2: it. But it made sense for the story. Oh, it's crazy. Totally. Everybody knows what, what we're talking about.
0: If you've seen the film, you know what yeah, we're talking about. If you haven't, go watch it.
2: Um, but just you know the the way that you have to travel for what it like you know travel from from one place to another and how it's, how it's sort of all done and it's just yeah. incredible and and um oh, geez what's her name from Halloween um oh, um
0: uh, Jamie Lee Curtis
2: Jamie Lee Curtis brilliant so good yeah this. yeah um and it, it, it for for Jen um it was an incredibly emotional film she cried um and and I you know I can absolutely I mean I can't relate I too, but she. Yeah. She just she understood that the our mother daughter relationship just oh, it just absolutely yeah. broke her, yeah. um, and I think that that you know that transcends race and and things like that. But just for Jen, it, it was very close to home. Um, yeah. And the whole family
0: relationship and how it was portrayed and yeah. um, you know ha- how we feel going through this world. I think that movie captured it really well. Yeah. So and like
1: generations you know, as well, like within yeah, the family. For sure. I think it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, like seeing the the cultural element of it, I could, you know, you don't, it was just so well put together, this movie. And I don't know, like, you know, you you think about like award season and everything and movies of the year, whatever, this movie is something that is just gonna be up there forever. I think it's gonna be one of those movies that you could just watch, you know, in 20 years time and still be impressed because you're not gonna look at it and go, oh, the effects have dated or the stories, you know, Got, you know, elements that have dated, um, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason. It was just beautifully done and um really yeah, really clever movie. <clears throat> so, yeah,
2: awesome, awesome protagonist. Like you just don't yes. really get, you're not you're not gonna get sort yeah. of a, you know, you know, 50s um, you know, Asian mum as yeah. being the the head of a you know, and Michelle Yeo, she's she's awesome. She's awesome ah, in everything, but so uh, man, killed it in this. No, I um I had high, high expectations for that film um and it exceeded them. So yeah. Um, I, I had yeah. no
0: expectations and it blew me out of the water. I was just like, I'm sitting there going,
1: what am I watching? This is amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. It, it's funny, isn't it? Like I went into it hearing all the hype behind it and yep. I'm like, you, I, I like to go in with low expectations, you know? yep. like it was But for this one, I'm like, oh, I, I'm really keen. I'm really pumped to watch this. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it exceeded it, which is awesome. And, yeah. you know, I think yeah, it, it's it was really refreshing to watch something just like you said, like it wasn't just that it was a really fun movie to watch in action, but it had so much heart to it. It was just beautiful. When, so,
2: sorry, go ahead, Jono.
0: I was going to say, which would be an interesting take to go back to the two Marvel movies. Unless you wanted to say something else about?
2: No, no, no that, that's exactly what I wanted to say. So, like for me, I had I love Doctor Strange, the first movie. Yeah, um, it's like one of my favorite Marvel films. I just like the overall vibe and the effects and just the the whole concept. So again, going into Multiverse Madness, I did have very high expectations.
0: Can you um, watched
2: it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. You know, I went to the, I went to the movies and saw it. Um, and um, it's it's not as good as the first movie. Um, yeah. but I, I tell you what, um, Sam Raimi got away with a lot of stuff. This is oh, not yeah. your typical. I, I'm shocked at what was in it, considering it was a Marvel film that that I assume kids are going to go and watch. It's
1: funny. I, when I finish watching, and I'm like, oh. I never finished Ash first Evil Dead. So I've been yeah. watching that again. So I'm, I'm halfway through the second season. And I'm like, some of this is not as scary as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Because yeah. there were some shots in that movie um, which were just like, were straight out of Evil Dead as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that kind of, you know, jumping in mirrors and when she's.
2: That's like know, the ring kind of. The ring has that kind of vibe. Yeah. It was. And when she comes was, out of the
1: gong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Full on. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was good, but like I said, I just it really put me off that opening sequence in that movie with the monster thing in the city. And it's just like you know all these movies where they, there's just no conflict. Like they're just so he just he just he's so smug and invincible in his the way he's acting. And the CG is in parts. I thought it was really bad. but like the human way they make they made them made the humans move and again I'm like I would prefer to watch this as a cartoon like I'm watching um invincible on um, Amazon at the moment which is phenomenal that is an incredible show because I've, I've almost finished the boys Well, the current seasons last episode came out a day or two ago and I haven't watched that yeah. yet and I thought oh, I want more of that invincible amazing cartoon it works but when it's you know all this CG heavy stuff I, I it really I, I don't know I think I, I just need a break from it for a while this yeah
2: I I've felt that way for a long time um, and I you know I think Marvel films are guilty of that a lot right yep. um, but I'll tell you what that opening scene with the monster um, reminded me a lot of Suicide Squad and the end of Suicide Squad yeah. just that yep. kind of you know that that sort of weird space yeah. monster kind of vibe mm. um, what, what did you think Jono?
0: Um I, I like the choice of the monster whose name it absolutely escapes me right now because they never the, name it in the movies uh,
1: Gamaroth or Sh- Shun Gamaroth or something? It's from Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, something Sim, very close Sim to like, that. So, uh, yeah. That is
2: a very like Cthulhu type, eldritch sort of monster and it yeah. has that kind of name, yeah. The, the well,
1: song's in my head from Marvel vs. Capcom now as well.
0: And, and to go straight <laughs> into spoiler territory when we warned everyone this um, – uh, was it Chiton being the elder god that's um, the dark hold who you know Scarlet Witch being the bad guy I. it's been happening in the Marvel Universe a lot she hasn't been the good guy for a very long time so it both saddens me to see that happen but it was also just like a natural progression um, yeah. so I, th- I think it played out well um, I, I didn't, look I wasn't as bothered by the opening as you were Joe um, yes it was very animation heavy yeah. was it their best animation? no but it did the job for what it needs to do. But for a movie labeled Multiverse of Madness, um, I don't think they took advantage of the multiverse as much as they could have. Yeah, bang on. And it was, um, I I think they've been playing it safe, to be honest. And I think this comes into Thor in the same way, where Ragnarok really sort of threw things up. Love and Thunder felt like it was playing it a little bit safe. um, And Multiverse of Madness was the same. Are there moments of multiverse of madness? That, look, as a whole, I love the movie. I think it was it was it was fun. It does not dethrone Endgame as one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. And it was like the Illuminati were cool, but they could have done so much more with them as opposed to the Scarlet was
1: killing them all off in you know about ten minutes. But that was like full on that scene there, like you said before, J. Sam Raimi got away with a lot. Oh yeah, that was that was quite excessive. Um, I think yeah. it goes to show how much we've been desensitized to things that that was, you know, in what is essentially I, I know they're saying this is a horror film, but it, it's a Marvel film. Like it is a it's a family genre uh, thing. See, isn't I,
0: it? I contradict that entirely. I don't think the Marvel movies have to be
1: family. Yeah, movies I guess time. you're right. I guess you're right.
2: I'm glad like, that they don't. I want to see yeah. more. But I, I don't yeah. want them to. It's just when they make action figures. And I'm not saying again, it's not like you know like action figures aren't just targeted towards kids but like you know when you go into a store and you can get multiverse
1: of madness figurines and stuff yeah. it's i don't know It's it's funny like whenever i watch a movie now I, I, in the back of my head i'm often like oh my kids would love this part my kids would hate this part like with thor i'm like again there's parts that they would love and the very end i'm like they're gonna they're gonna adore this they're gonna like the rest of the movie whatever they like it or not the last like you know 25 minutes of it is gonna be the best thing for my kids. But when I was watching Doctor Strange, I'm like, yeah, my, my kids are my 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 son, maybe my girls just way too young for this. And and have and he even I know he would not want to see certain parts of it. It's full on. It was full on in parts. I
0: I still want them to take more chances. Like, yeah. you know, you're gonna if you're gonna kill off this Illuminati you just introduced, um like either introduce some characters that or bring in some characters that are already established and kill one of them off. Like, let's go seriously. If you're just going to introduce some characters to kill them, then what's the point? Um, yeah, I, I just want a bit more stakes. Now, I've, yeah. I felt some of I the, agree. the end to the previous um, phase was good because there were high stakes, lost characters, but you've got to be prepared to do the same here. Or, you know what? If you're going to introduce a character, give us the option that we're going to see them again. I'd love to see John um Yeah come back as mr. fantastic I think that was fantastic and it is a multiverse and so you know what there's another version of him out there somewhere and they could very well bring it back but I think a lot of that was just done because it was it was great fan service and it was fantastic yeah. and I loved it and thought did the same thing it brought in the character of, of uh, eternity who for big Marvel cosmic fans know he's or he slash she slash whatever is living embodiment of the universe and really in um, in Thor Love and Thunder, it was a MacGuffin to help drive the plot and nothing more. Mm. And yeah. they're doing that with a lot of characters where, like I love a bit of fan service, but it's it's coming off a little bit weak because they're sort of introducing these things and
2: they're not doing anything with them at all. Yeah. I, I think it needed to lean in more to the, to multiverse angle because they travelled through some pretty cool places and yeah. mm. it was very brief. I'm like, stop here for a little bit. Like Make this film... Like, I'll tell you what this film should have been, in my opinion. Um, it probably should have been just a chase sequence. And what I mean by that is that either Doctor Strange... And I've forgotten the girl's name. Um,
0: America Chavez.
2: America Chavez, um, who I thought was um, Miss Marvel, but apparently isn't. I've gotten that no. all very confused. Um, I can't keep up but anyway I, I just <laughs> sort of loved it if the whole thing was a chase sequence and they were, they were either pursuing somebody through the multiverse or they were being pursued through the multiverse mm. and, and, he, and it almost was a chase sequence actually because Scarlet Witch could just be hunting them I just yeah. wish they stopped in more places hid and you know she can murder people along the way and do what she <laughs> wants to do and yeah. it just I don't know I didn't I didn't really feel like they stopped in many places they went to like a couple of different locations but it wasn't oh, I wanted like to see your... some wacky stuff I like
1: your movie better, Jace. Yeah, well. Um,
0: <laughs> Make it a season of Disney Plus series instead because then you would have been able to explore a different... It would have become the Sliders yeah. of the Marvel Universe. Sliders, oh, um, what a great show. Which, okay. you know, as, as b as Sliders was, that would have been a lot of fun as a TV series in yeah. the Marvel Universe because then you could have just kept playing with... It's it's live-action what if. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm,
1: not yeah. Saying no. I, I'm not saying I hated the movie or anything. No, I enjoyed but, it. Um, I, I do agree, like... I would love to see more stakes again in these movies. Um, And I don't know if we want to say, I won't say much about Thor, Love and Thunder, besides that I found the movie incredibly disjointed. Um, Just I I totally like, and this this was a lesson for me, I think. I think with Marvel movies going forward, I'm at least going to watch uh, the initial teaser or something just to find out what genre I'm watching because I didn't expect whatever that was. Um, It was so silly. Uh, but Christian Bale was not. And, and he's amazing. Um, and I thought, that, you know, had to really inc- compare the opening scene of this to the opening scene of um, <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. And this was done incredibly well. Yes. Um, but yeah, just the movie was just so silly. And I'm watching it going, is this the best take that these actors gave? Like they're amazing actors. And it was just so hammy and so silly and so often. And I'm like... There's funny jokes here, like really laugh out loud, funny moments, but also my, like it was just, there was just so many jokes. Johnny. Is, is it know. a fun,
2: is it a fun film? Like, let's just pretend, let's pretend the whole thing is just a big skit, right? It
1: is a big skit, but like I said, it's very disjointed. Like it's also, there's, I don't want to say too much about it, but it's also scary at times um, and not, not very often. But at sometimes it's it's very scary, and then yeah, it's Christian Bale sequences. Yeah, but then it's so silly, Jace. Like it is like. Have you seen Our Flag Meets Death, which is the Taika? Wait, how do you say his surname? Waitiki? Waititi. What Waititi? It's it, his show. It's a great show, but it's like it's a silly show in a lot of, and you expect it to be silly. I didn't expect this movie to be so incredibly silly, and like I said, so hamily acted in parts. Like just, I don't know, I. I, I think next time I watch it, I'll probably enjoy it a lot more, knowing what I'm about to watch again. Um, I was just like, what did I said, I was saying, like, I watch it with Jono and Ben, and I was like, what is going on? What am I watching? And like, out loud, I'm just like, what is this? It was so what, weird.
2: What was the, I, this is always my favourite, what was the vibe of the cinema? Was the like, were, were people reacting?
1: There no, was it was pretty parts, quiet. There were parts where everybody laughed a lot. Like, there's a couple of, you know, I, won't, I don't know if characters is the right word, Johnny. Let's, let's leave it at that. But um, that just brought some huge laughs in the theater. But then there were a lot of parts where I, I really, I agree. I think it, it was quiet. Like there were things that were supposed to be funny, and I think it was not. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just because the movie was so disjointed, I, I didn't really enjoy it. But you I did, cannot... Johnny. Yeah, I, I
0: did. Um, and on reflection, it for me is almost the perfect end of lockdown movie because that's how I felt throughout the last two years of pandemic moments of (laughs) sheer terror. with like, what the hell is going on with the world? And then the next minute I'd turn around and it'd be like, um, we'd talk about something funny, but it was so surface level because the pain was hit again. And you saw that happen a lot between the two Thors. Um, So uh, this movie on reflection ended up hitting home a bit for me because it it felt like this weird parable for what we just yeah. experienced, I, I um, think, which
1: I enjoyed it for that. Yeah. And I think that's what I was saying, like not having any idea of what kind of movie I was going to watch. I think this is a, like a silly romantic movie with, um, yeah, it's very up and down. And I think with some horror, I sequences in the middle. some horror sequences and a really, you know, like I said, even though elements that weren't family friendly, a really fun family kind of friendly like towards the end of the movie, I thought it was. I thought that was all brilliant. At the end, that whole last, you know, twenty-five, half an hour, you know, of the movie. Mm. But um, yeah, I think it's something that, like I said, I'll enjoy more next time. So uh, what- without spoiling anything, the little girl from the beginning, Chris
0: Hemsworth's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah.
2: What What happens from here for Marvel? Because I mean, I heard that apparently the last Spider-Man film, No Way Home, Far yeah. From Home, No Way Home. No um, home. No Way Home and then Multiverse of Madness were meant to come out in a different way. Yeah. And apparently uh, Peter Parker was meant to be more involved in Multiverse of Madness or like the whole sort of thing that happened with the, the multiverse sort of uh, being uh, torn okay. up and everything. There was meant to be, you have to, if you haven't read about it, read about it, you'll understand it better. You both will understand it better than I did. But apparently Peter Parker had a bigger role to play and, the way that it sort of all, everything gets broken is, is due due to him um, in in the multiverse madness. I don't know, look it up. But anyway, my question is um, what happens now? Like, I know that there's phases and things like that, but I feel like the original Avengers are all kind of off doing their own thing now. They're not, like, do we get another end game? Is there going to be another end game?
0: Um, if we see another Avengers movie, it won't be anytime soon. I This is my take on it because the next movie we see is Black Panther. And we have no idea how oh, they're really? handling that. Yeah. Wow. So apparently it's um, apparently it's Black Panther. I don't know if that's changed again. I've got to look it up properly because because of the way the world's been for the last few years, production schedules are just shot. So um, and you're right, it's affecting plots. But I I don't look. I think it, that happened in the earlier Marvel movies anyway. There were always things changing because you couldn't get this director or this actor at this time, and so plots would move around. Um, I think there's two big things coming up. Kang is the big villain for this time around, and he's going to pop up here and there. Whether that changes by the time we get to the end of this phase, assuming this phase, however it plays out, plays out that way, um, he might be the introduction for the Fantastic Four hmm. because he's Kang as a villain has had just as much to do with the Avengers as he's had to do with the Fantastic Four. Um, he's been more an Avengers villain in the past you know, few decades. But yeah, he did start out with Fantastic Four a lot. So that could be a really great way to introduce them. And then also the X-Men are going to start appearing. So I don't think there's any reason for Marvel to worry about bringing back Avengers in a big way. You might see a small team appear and help out in one of these movies, but I doubt there'll be a tentpole Avengers film anytime soon. Um, I, I think we'll just see little little bits and pieces. That's my take on it.
1: Yeah, because we've got um, Ant Man and the Wasp coming as well. Where Kang's the main villain. Yep. Yeah.
2: Is it the same actor that played him in? in... Same
1: actor all the way. That through. That
2: guy is awesome. Like yeah, he John, was in Jonathan Majors. Is it? That's that's his name. It's a cool yeah. name too. Yeah, it um, is. He he was the guy Jonathan. from um, <laughs> Lovecraft Country.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen um, that, but I heard he was amazing in it.
2: He's just such a cool. He, he, yeah, he's got a lot of. Variety. I, I really liked him at the end of what was it? it was Loki you appeared? You appeared in? Yeah, think it was Loki. End yeah. of Loki. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what they called him, but he's Kang. Yeah. They,
2: they never say guys. Kang, do they? He mentions that he's a conqueror, but they never actually say Kang, do they? So. No, but
0: they. Um, the statue that you see at the very end of the Loki series is him in Kang's uniform, bar the right. helmet. Yeah.
2: And we've got right. a
1: Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming as well. Is that this year? Uh next year I think. Next year. I, I tell you what, I would love a direct sequel. To Thor, Love and Thunder, call it Love and Thunder Two. You know that, the, the end, I, I would love that because where it ends would be really fun to see what happens next.
0: Right. Well, the, again, to chuck in the tiniest of spoilers for for Thor, it surprisingly did say Thor will return. Yeah. And I I was almost ready for it to end with, um, you Here's know, what happened there that we wouldn't see him again necessarily <laughs> because yep. you know Chris Hemsworth is probably done with. With Thor, but he yeah. must be—he's clearly having fun with the role because Tykers has really switched it up and made it—it's—it's it's pure slack, slapstick comedy, and you know um, that's what they seem to enjoy. So I'm good on him. I if
2: no, go ahead, go on. No, you go. I'm just saying, having not seen it, to me it sounds like a nice palate cleanser from Multiverse of Madness, which was straight up horror. You've got horror, and then you've got the other end of the spectrum, which is sounds like there's horror in this, but but is is just sort of for sort of a fun, goofy film.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more goofy than there is horror. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah. not horror, but no, no. Yeah, it's
1: tense, a, sc- a bit scary. Tense, yeah. Scary, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But but speaking yeah. of Marvel and Disney and things, do we even ever speak about Obi-Wan? Not to go say too much about it, but did you see that, Jace? No, I didn't, no. No, not your thing. I did. Yeah. I I really enjoyed Obi Wan. I, I, I it was enjoyed fantastic. it. I don't think it was
0: I, I think the Mandalorian was higher production values but I thought um, Obi-Wan was fun. Like, I, it was I, one, or, one or two yeah. episodes where they were a bit, eh, but um, the majority of, like, the whole
1: story in one hit, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I prefer, this is my favourite of the new Star Wars live-action ah. things that they made, for sure. Okay. I, I thought it was brilliant.
2: I think I it's... That,
1: there you go.
2: I was just going to say, I think it's exciting that, um, so, I mean episode sorry the not the original trilogy what is it what do they call the prequels? This? the prequels the prequels um are a bit of a meme online especially on reddit right and yeah. there are people who are who are prequel loyalists um they're, they're never they never jar jar binks loyalists surprisingly <laughs> enough but they're yeah. they're loyalists to the you know and there's there's a lot of memes that go out there and a lot of memes to do with obi-wan and and yeah. and um darth maul and qui-gon and so on and i just think it's amazing that what was in that era a lot of people going these are the worst movies ever made star wars is ruined forever they're all junk and i was just like i'm enjoying these movies but i'm not a massive star wars fan i just thought it was fun darth maul's Mm. cool jewel Mm -hmm. of the fates i had jewel of the Fates on cassette tape i used to play that regularly like it's it's just a cool it's a cool uh you know it was a cool series so anyway what i'm saying is i'm very excited that they've managed to make something of it and bring it back in a way and and um, I love Hugh McGregor, um, and yeah, I think Hayden Christensen is a good and underutilized actor. Um, so I, I should he's watch
0: fantastic it. in this. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So he's worth watching. It's worth watching it for the Hugh McGregor and Hayden Christensen roles because they, uh, I think, are the best actors in the, the whole series.
2: Is it six six episodes? Six or?
0: episodes. Yeah, nice and good. Yeah. I'll check we, it
2: out. with
0: with no evidence as to whether we're getting any follow up seasons or not because there was originally it was a one and done, but. They, they've said they'd love content. to. They've said they'd yeah. love to. <clears throat> so, yeah. And there's a uh, whole 10 years to explore before we get to hell. Oh. I mean, it, even though it's a couple of years between um, mm-hmm. between seasons so that, you know, Ewan McGregor ages a bit more, eventually
1: they can just redo A New Hope with Ewan McGregor. As um, can, <laughs> I, can I wish, can I make a wish? What I'd love to yeah. see is they make a Darth Maul series mm-hmm. that just shows what happens, you know, in the cartoon series. like, But, you know. Obviously, tell her a little bit differently. And then after that, they make a more cross Kenobi series. That would best be, that. That's, so, that's my dream.
2: So, more gets cut in half in episode one. And then yeah. I've seen him pop up in a cartoon with robot legs. Is that the guy? Yep. But he also yep.
1: pops up in Solo. Spoiler. <laughs> Massive spoiler. The solo, the, the. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really? The, the, the one we've that... yeah
2: Yeah. Really? Is it the same yeah. actor?
1: Who's playing or? Ray Park. Ray Park. Wow. Oh, Ray Park. Yeah, but I don't think he did the voice. No, someone else, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh, well, even oh, wow. the original movie, wasn't. it was Peter Serevinovich which was the
1: voice. The same thing then. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it was him. I don't think it was Peter Serevinovich back for the voice for that. Okay. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Ray Park um, always does the martial arts for a lot of things. He was in, I think he was in G.I. Joe. He was Snake Eyes at one point. He was oh, Snake right? Eyes yeah, in, yeah.
0: in the first two movies. And he was in X-Men.
2: What?
0: Yeah, as Toad. Toad. Yeah. That's right. And um, Sleepy um,
1: Hollow, great movie. Anyway,
0: oh, I would see the Headless Horseman. <laughs> he was one yeah. of
1: the stuntmen for that. Yeah, uh, that, is a, good, that is a good. movie. I've got to watch that yeah. again.
0: Um, I do have one more TV series that I want to plug because I think it's it's underrated, and I think it's better than its source material, and that is the Oval. So, the
2: I have questions for- about. I have a questions about the Oval now. Sorry, I saw it on the side of a bus the other day. Yeah, who is the female? Her, somebody, I forgotten her name. Somebody Palaki uh, or whatever.
0: Adriana, uh, uh, what is from? she from? Yeah. Uh, okay, she was in um, Agents of Shield.
2: That's where I saw her from. Okay, uh, she Just was in GI me. Joe. Yep, the second one. Retaliation, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And she's been in other things too. I can't remember what else, but they're, they're the two things that I've seen her in prior to this. Um, and in this, she is the ex-wife of Seth MacFarlane's character.
2: Right. So, what's the show actually about?
0: So, it's Seth MacFarlane's take on Star Trek. Now,
2: you think, is it like slapstick kind of stuff? Or
0: I went into it thinking I'm getting Family Guy live action Star Trek. Yeah. And what I came away with was better Star Trek than Star Trek.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so- going to make some people angry. Yeah. yeah, I, I well, almost I almost said is that hard, and then I thought, no, I'm going to really upset people there. But I, now I said it, so sorry. sorry.
0: I I enjoy Star Trek. I think some of the concepts and the ideas and, and what they're trying to pull off in it is is cool. I just don't think they always succeed. And when like I'm working my way through Next Generation, watching it, I think I started season three because I hate the uniforms in one and two. That's my pure reason for not watching one and, season one and <laughs> two. The uniforms yeah. suck. Um, <laughs> But i i really enjoy picard as a as a captain i think it's great i think the picard series was average um but the orville just blows most star trek out of the water because um like the the 60s original star trek series they use it as a vehicle to um talk about real world issues in a fictional way so things like uh gender equality and um how people are perceived and, and some of the episodes they do like yeah there's a little bits of humor in it because it's Seth MacFarlane but the reality is they're hitting home some really big topics and they'll do it in a really heartfelt way and I did not expect that from the series at all so um really fun uh really thought-provoking at times um just really good series and so many things that like they had happened in like in series one that come back in series three that you didn't expect them to even touch on ever again. Um, Yeah. Really clever series. Uh, If if you like a bit of space opera um, with some consequences, it's fun.
2: Well in saying that Joe mentioned it before, the boys i have yes. read all i've read almost all the comics for the oh, boys I the I, comics. I, oh, yeah. they're so they're so good but i when i was when i was reading the boys or thinking back on it at least i was just like there's no way they're going to be able to turn this into <laughs> a live action show and they did it's yeah. so it's so gross
1: yeah um, have but- you seen the cartoon
2: I on no, well, no, not yet. Even
1: more ghosts somehow. Well,
2: I'm not gonna, I'm I'm catching up. I'm this isn't something that Jen watches, I watch it on my commute, um, yeah. which probably doesn't do the show justice. <laughs> but anyway, not
1: all the person behind you is like you is have this no watching? idea how yeah. often
2: I'm rotating the screen to the yeah. side, going like I'm just like, nope, I not bet. happening. And I turn down the volume just in case it's leaking out of my, my earphones. Um, but I'll tell you what, um, Homelander is just an absolute scumbag in the comics. The dude playing him, Anthony Starr, in this, kills it. Um Absolutely. also a scumbag. Oh. Gives jo- Joffrey from Game of Thrones a run for his money. Oh totally. Um, but um there are some other characters that they um what's her name? Stormfront. Yeah. Um god. Like I just, they're just horrible, horrible human beings. Like yeah. it's there are some things in this that, that again we're in the comics and you see it as as and there's some very iconic scenes too, especially in the the end of of season two with, um, Homelanders standing on a on top of a building saying that he's the best. I don't know if you remember that scene, but anyway, I, in I, the so
0: I'm two episodes into season two because yeah, okay. I have to watch the boys slowly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't watch it with them at all, but. I watch it slowly because the characters are so dark that I get to the end of the episode and it's like,
1: I a kind bit. of want to
0: see what's happening next, but at the same time, I want to feel
1: happy again. I'm going to go watch something a little more joyful. Do you feel it's that a, way, Joe? It's a week-by-week week show for us. We have to watch it when it comes out. Like, the only reason I haven't watched the latest is we went and watched... Four and then last night my son had friends over for a sleepover and we're not putting that on the in the other room in case yeah. someone walks in. I, I I it's 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 phenomenal. I love it. I know. But do you when think it you finishes? Could... I want to watch more.
2: So do you think? So right now I'm watching it almost daily. Um, uh, you know, which for me to catch up, I'm I'm just in the start of season three. But do you think mm. you can watch this back to back and not feel like uh, you, if, you'd if happily that's do? How it... it
1: was presented to me. Yeah, I would. But from it. the beginning, we've <gasps> watched an episode. Um, a night or a week when it comes out, I think it's each Friday. We're just on it that night. It's, it's, I love it. But that's wow. what I was saying before Invincible, the the cartoon mm. is, I think it's come out, I think it might even be, it might have come out between boys' seasons, might have been yeah, it's, I think it's it based is. on a cartoon as well. But it is phenomenal. Um, and right. I think if you like the boys, you'll like this as well. It, yeah. it's, it's got a lot of crossover, but the way that they address, because it, again, because it's a cartoon, they can really have lots of different characters in it, and that's what I—that's what I'm really enjoying about it. Um, mm. Because it, it, talking about stakes in these Marvel movies, there's huge stakes in this. You don't know if anyone's, you know, sticking around or not. Um, and because it's—it's a well, some episodes are rated some are MA, it, it it gets full on. And it, I don't necessarily watch it, you know, I don't care for the violence, I don't mm. hate it or anything, um, but just the the character relationships and. The, the you know Invincible and his dad and it just it's really awesome. So I think if you love the boys, I'd, I'd recommend Invincible as well.
2: Well, I know you're catching up on the boys, John, and I don't know when this yeah. happens, and I don't want to spoil anything. But there is a character in the comics called Love Sausage that they brought into, it, <laughs> and I am shocked that they brought him into it. I'm like, oh, it's him, and he very he, yeah. he is and I'm yep. just like, oh, okay, you're doing this then. Um. And there's got to be a good mix of practical and special effects in this show um, for a TV show again, that isn't, doesn't have, it doesn't have Disney money bank backing it. Um, it's. That's for Amazon
0: money about backing it. Though, so, well, that's and, a good like, point actually. Yeah, money. yeah.
2: That's that Bezos money getting them. But I, yeah. I got to say there are some characters in this that I was just like, I, yeah, I just didn't see them ever doing this. Um, also, I know Seth Rogen has a, pl- a part to play in a lot of this show, but it's just, yeah, anyway. But, but also
1: reference, references to, um, like, it's the same in Invincible. Like, they have references to Marvel, DC and Marvel BBC yeah. and Marvel, and also, you know, other kind of comic entities as well. But the Ant-Man reference in The Boys. Oh, is hilarious. just we'll catch up. The, I oh,
2: forgot about I th- that. I
0: think I heard about it. Yeah, someone that- told me about it.
2: That's the start I said, of season it, three. Oh, the, that's the start of season three. And again. So
0: oh, maybe it's the episode I'm, I'm due to watch next. I Like I said, I have to do it slowly. because you're, you're
2: on season two, though, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Season yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You're on
1: season just, two. Yeah.
2: yeah. But I, I just find It's
1: so dark. I find, this, it, yeah, I find it hilarious <laughs> that you're watching it on the bus, Jace. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, so it's, a, it's a show. We watch so many scenes, and when something starts on the screen, I'll turn my head. Just over, to check over the catch, just to make sure the kids aren't walking down the stairs because I'm turning it off if they are because they oh, can't yeah. see your,
2: your years and years of parenting could be undone in a single moment. In a, in a heartbeat. One of those <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I—that's why I have to watch it, and I feel like I'm doing something dirty every time i, I do. But it's—it's it's just the way I, I got to do it. I can't watch it at work. Um, you know, and yeah. I, I can't. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not watching it at home, and it's just I'm watching it on this little tablet. I might as well be in a cupboard somewhere um it's uh you know it's but you know whatever um it's it's good fun and i agree with you Jono. it's heavy i
0: would i would have ps psd from living in that universe just knowing that they exist like oh yeah i I, I think that's why i struggle with it so but i agree with you like it's his production values and its storyline are just intense and that's why I keep watching it. I just got to take it slow.
1: And the acting is phenomenal as well. Yeah, all the, I love the main cast. They're, they're fantastic. Nobody I hate is the main good. cast, but because nobody they're is good. horrible. Like people. They're, yeah. all, they're all horrible
2: people, yeah. Um, You know, to some degree. but um, yeah, they just do
0: such a good job, but oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just oh. don't know where they found the guy that played Homelander. To be honest, because he's oh. just—he's something else. Um, he's—he's he's a he's a big man child that's just got on a on a huge power trip. But God, well, the start of
0: season two is—he's like reminiscing about um, the lady killed the, the season before and finds the um, the expressed milk and <laughs> come on,
2: Elizabeth um, shoe. She was from karate. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, on it's that awesome. note, what a way to end it. Um. Hopefully, you'll find something fun to watch or something just as dark. Um, let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the things we talked about tonight and you know where to send those emails to um, admin at versus player will work perfectly fine or podcast at versus player or mail at versus player. Use any of those email addresses. Joe, we'll Jono,
2: Jace, all of it. Yeah, one of us will get it. Yeah.
0: Um, this has been versus player, the podcast about games, life and everything in between. You can catch us in the usual places. You already have and you found us. So find us again on your usual um, (laughs) podcasting platform and we'll see you again or at least hear you again or you'll hear us again real soon.
2: Solid.